routine flight between Sydney and LA for Oceanic Flight 815 until... Lost on a mysterious island, the survivors have more to fear than survival itself. Five, four, three, two, one. It's a lie! It's not real! You killed us all? Nothing is real! Namaste, thank you, and good luck. <laughs> I think your friends just blew themselves up, brother. I just saved us all. I've got to go, and you've got to get as far away from here as possible. Go where? Stop! I'm gonna blow the damn tongue. Who are you people? We're the good guys, Michael. You push the button. That's an order. All we really need to survive is one person who truly loves us. Miss Whitmore, I think we found it. This is the Lost Initiative from Sky One. Hello, I'm Ian Lee, and this is The Lost Initiative, your definitive guide to episode 21, Greatest Hits. Also this week, we bring you an exclusive chat with Marsha Thomason, who plays the mysterious parachute woman Naomi. We sent our very own Paul Terry for a chat. That's coming up later. The Lost Initiative. Joining me this week, special surprise guest... Paul Terry, editor of Lost Magazine. Hello. How's it going? You right? I'm very well. How are you? Uh, yeah, well, I've got indigestion. And also got Geeky Tom. Hello. Um, why did he get sent to the interview and not me? I thought I did the interview. Yeah, we, ah, you did the interviews, uh, but we thought Paul might be able to do them well. So, well, let, let's talk about it later. Let's not f- fall out over that, shall we? Uh, let's get on with the episode, because we have the return of Rousseau, the gratuitous exploding of a tree, and Jack has finally come up with a plan. For the very first time, we know exactly what they want, when they're coming to get it, and they have no idea. And we're going to be waiting for them. So Juliet's going to mark the tents the White Rocks just like she was told to. But there's not going to be any pregnant women inside. There's going to be plenty of what we just used on that tree. So tomorrow night, we stop hiding. We stop running. We stop living in fear of them. Because when they show up, we're going to blow them all to hell. Not much of a secret plan, is it? Because surely they've given the game away by blowing up a tree. It was kind of like, for an example, but uh, a, a very loud example. And Why very, blow up uh, a tree? You know, Why just go, example? here's some dynamite. Look, it's a case that says dynamite. Most people know how explosives work, yeah. what the effect is, so... It goes bang. They obviously, they obviously had like, <laughs> it goes bang. They obviously yeah. had five grand left over in the budget or something. <laughs> they thought, well, Maybe they didn't like the tree. Well, d- tree d- d- does this mean we can trust... Jack, let's start with Jack first of all. Can we trust him now, Paul? I don't know. He, he's very headstrong, but he's also a little bit frightening, a little bit intimidating. So, uh, you know, you can feel all the camp being a little bit, okay, we'll go with your plan, which is fairly gung-ho and, you he's know, fairly uncompromising. Very quiet and quite passive uh, the last few episodes. So to yeah. see him finally... And also, had people decided he was the leader? Didn't he say, I've been leading you for the last 90 days? I didn't... Was he really? I think, well, from, from the show, from the start, I guess he's been the leader of the, of the uh, well, beach that, camp. Well, that was troop. handed over to uh, Sawyer. Well, it was kind of Locke and then Sawyer and well, but Sawyer, around. It was you know? given to Sawyer on a plate, the leadership, and now suddenly Jack's taken it back. Yeah, plate, Hurley. Okay, so we're saying we can trust Jack possibly. I'd like to trust Jack. Yeah. I, do, I, I do want to trust Jack. I think, I think he's too know. simple to uh, be evil. 
You reckon? To be evil what he, what he, takes brains. He's very intelligent now because he's a surgeon, isn't he? So he's got to study all that. It's know. not intelligence, it's just memory. I could be a surgeon if I could memorise different parts of the body. It's easy. <laughs> the entire he's body. Got a terrible memory. Uh, okay, uh, Geeky Tom, can we trust Juliet? Um, I don't think you can trust Juliet or Jack, I think. Are they, they, are they in um, cahoots? Um, no, there's something going on. They're either working as a separate group away from the others and the Losties, and um, it kind of shows that they went to get Russo instead of Saeed. Like I said. didn't get that. When, when, yeah. when he, go, he got Russo! Why not get Saeed to blow up the, the Ru- tents? Or... Yeah. Ru- what's Russo done? She's a scientist. Saeed is an Iraqi killer, a hardened, stone-cold killer who can take people out. Well, yeah, it's keeping it within their own... New camp, isn't it? As you say, it's like a separate, you know, group not telling anyone what but they're doing. Jack, Jack, no, no, I'm saying it was, it, it, was it was a little suspicious because you know, it's Jack like Saeed is, is the man has had very little contact with Rousseau, but I mean, Locke and Sawyer and Saeed have had yeah. more contact with her, very Kate, true, over the, very true, the last few episodes. So, Jack has had very little to do with her. So, it seems odd that he'd go and uh, can I just interrupt very quickly is this true if, I don't know if anyone spotted this, I don't know if it's true. Someone's told me it could be a lost myth. I need to check over the weekend. Series one, Saeed wakes up in uh, Danielle Russo's camp. He's all tied up. She's putting the battery through. In the back of that shot, at some point, do we see the other wooden doll that Ben has one, the little girl has one? Oh. This is what someone told me. That really? You, you can see it quite clearly in the background. My God, if that is true, then they really have that's had a plan huge. all the way along. Yeah, that's huge. Okay, uh, there's a hitch in Jack's plans, as there always are in great television shows, because Ben has brought the attack forward, prompting Alex to persuade Carl to warn the Losties. I, I, why is Carl in hiding? Because he escaped, didn't he, from the others in the brainwash room. So, but he's not hiding that well or that far from them. It's just like in a cave, well, behind some leaves. He's like a fifteen-year-old boy, isn't he? Uh, he's not. Like, he looks like a young like John Rambo. Young Matthew Broderick, I thought. He does look. Really Why does uh, the, the Alex any significance in her ripping open the um, white rabbit? The I was quite scared by that. Well, it's yeah. all the um, Alice in Wonderland references. But it looked, it looked pretty gory. Oh, because isn't the the, 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 the looking glass? It's the looking glass, isn't it, is what yeah. the, um, the, the thing is called. What's quite in, in, like, interesting, though, is like um, Ben comes back from whatever like Jacob's been telling him, mm. really kind of panicked, and we need to kind of move everything forward. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I liked everyone's reactions, like Richard Alpert's reactions. They all looked completely like that was never going to be the plan to move everything up by yeah. the time frame. Move everything and up to maybe. kill Locke as well. Uh, we'll kill everybody. We'll kill all the blokes. Well, they get in the way. Uh, 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 Harsh. D- d- Richard Alpert doesn't he say he says to Ben, "Did John see?" And then never finishes. Well, did John see Jacob? Well, he never finishes the question. That's that's probably what it was. though. Okay, that's what you're saying. Yeah, that's what. It, yeah, that came out of my mouth. So yes, that is. But yeah, what for, I for someone say. like Ben to be, he's very good at manipulating people to say, oh, you know, John had an accident in a really unconvincing way. Just basically insinuating that he did. He kill was it. saying that he yeah. shot him. Yeah. yeah, which is just but no. We, we don't think Locke's dead, do we? No one here would be. It can't enough to... be. It's Locke. Well, if you think about it, um, he, he was shot in a certain place in his, his stomach. Yeah, and he had a certain organ. Removed stole, slash stolen. Oh yeah, the old uh, kidneys. So maybe there's oh, a bit yeah. of a gap there. Uh, it would appear though that when Ben does come striding in and he gets a bit stroppy and people start questioning that maybe he's losing his grip on yeah. the, on the, his leadership. Like it's weird as well. He only sends ten men. Ten men we've never seen before. So you, you can be pretty sure most of them are well, going to die. The guy who I forget his name. The guy who was the ma- the man on point who he went. I forget his name. The guy went. Rrr, rrr. Yeah, Will yeah. you take ten of your best men? We've seen him before. Have he, we? he was a guy who interrogated, I think, side in the uh, near the playground bit. I'm sure he was. Oh, like, okay. okay. Yeah. So he's he's a kind of like a random other. We've seen bits and pieces of him. Uh, ben is Ben claims that he's, he's bringing the attack forward because Jacob told him to. I, I don't believe that for one second. I just no. think that he's starting to go insane, which will make me think that he, Ben is going to die. I think Ben's always been insane. I think he's a nutter. 
Do you still think that whole thing... You don't no. think that whole thing was in his head, did you? I think he's making up what Jacob's telling. Your him. theory is, and I kind of go along with this, is that he can see Jacob, but he can't hear him. Well, I've got a few. There's that one, and there's one that he's just a complete psycho with dual personality. And he, he's made up Jacob. No, he hasn't made up Jacob, because we saw we Jacob. We saw Jacob. We saw smokes on. and mirrors, smokes and mirrors. Well, no, we saw a man. We freeze-framed the DVD. Yeah, smokes we, and mirrors. We saw, uh, <laughs> Alex says to Ben, uh, this is a little bit unfair, I think. Uh, Alex says, uh, sorry, about Ben to Carl, is he my father? That's a little bit unfair, I think, to start throwing in things we, we, well, we, like that. We talked about it, didn't we, that the possibility that... Yeah, but she's been, she's been feeling... She's not been trusting Ben for ages. She doesn't have boggle eyes, really. She hasn't got boggle eyes and she's got long, um, sort of greasy, dark hair. Like, yeah. like Rousseau, not like Ben. Exactly. But it, it, it seems unfair. Oh, for ages, who's her dad, who's her dad, who's her dad? Oh, Ben's her dad, Ben's her dad, Ben's her dad. Oh, no, maybe he's not. Well, well that's just what Lost is. Do we trust them? No, we trust them again. Oh, no, they're double-crossed us. Oh, do we trust them? We don't know anything about Carl, do we? We don't know who is. No, he's, he's probably the one or... who, who we need to find, you know, a lot more about. Because we we're, again, we're assuming he's what grew up with Alex and they were mates, or... I don't know. He's got a very big mouth. He's very animated. Yeah. He's, a good, he's a good animated actor, yeah. OK, we've got an email from uh, Gordon Blair... Oh, I wonder topical uh, clever. reference. They're very Bit clever. clever. Uh, it's about Jacob and Ben. Hello, gents. I think the reason Jacob went a bit mental in his hut wasn't because Locke put the torch on. It be- was because Locke was about to tell Ben that he'd heard someone say, help me. Jacob is clearly being manipulated or controlled in some way by Ben and sees Locke as someone who can help free him. I also believe that this has something to do with the powder surrounding Jacob's hut. Ben was agitated and tried to hurry Locke along when Locke was examining it. Perhaps this is the means for control or restraint. That's interesting. One thing which isn't explained is how Ben got to see Jacob in the first place. Presumably, the reason Richard and the others are subservient is they can't see Jacob. Ben becomes leader by default as the only oracle who can commune with Jacob. Knowing how shifty and generally unpleasant Ben is, my guess is that he bumped off any of the original hostiles that were able to communicate with Jacob, thereby guaranteeing his rise to power. Anyone? Some good stuff in there, actually. I, I have read online the thing about protection, like a circle of protection. Like, maybe it's not gunpowder, maybe it's ash, some kind of sacred ash that's actually, like, um, like salt, salt was used by alchemists to, like, go around a circle to protect things. What are you, what, oh, oh, am I going a bit spiritual? Oh, a bit paranormal? Oh, Tom's freaking out. Yeah. I like the idea that it's some kind of thing that controls, what that, that prevents Jacob from crossing that line. Yeah, why I is like that, that. Yeah. Why is that so impossible? Oh, because they've got a sonic fence yeah. that you can set to kill or to stun, and when you go through it and it's on stun, Blood comes out of your ears, but you don't die. That's possible. But having some kind of mystical ash that goes around a building that stops an invisible man escaping, that's not possible. Yes, you said it. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've just, you, you just have. You, you say it out loud, and it does sound ridiculous, doesn't <laughs> no, it? No, no, don't back it no, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm on your side. Uh, okay, anything else in here that um, grabs your fancy? Not really. Some, so, that, was, that, that was the best bit, I think. That was ben bumping cool. off the original hostiles that can communicate with Jacob. It's a likely story. It is a likely story. Okay, we've got an, uh, an email from Barry about Richard's lack of ageing. Now, this is the thing that's mm. really fascinating me. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. Let's, let's do this one. Yeah, because that, that could be science, couldn't it? The fact that he doesn't age and he's been there for tens and tens, possibly hundreds of years. doesn't have to be science. It could be... He might have a twin or a clone if you say or the word, If you say the word qu- quasi-science, I will come across the room and I'll belt you one. Because that's what... Quasi-science? Go on. <laughs> We, there you go. That was rubbish. Like that. At least would have taken five minutes to walk around. But what? <laughs> okay. Thirty seconds to walk around. I'm not a violent man. Hey, but, whoa, what, but what? Time, time, time. Are you two flirting? No. No. Alrighty. <laughs> okay. This is the email from Barry. I think that Richard hasn't aged as he's been exposed to a higher degree of electromagnetic radiation. As Locke, Ben and Rose have above average healing powers due to the island exposure, has Richard had over... Who's laughing? (laughs) Me. 
Has Richard had overexposure and thus the island has healed his ageing cells? Can you answer that question, Paul? No, but I love the phrase, above average healing powers. It's, yes, like, a, it's like a top trump skill that, like, rose 9.5. Oh, can Richard we get Albert, a, 10. A, a, a lost top trumps would be oh, superb. Oh, let's make them. Yeah. See, there's, there's a marketing thing they've missed out on there. Yeah. We need to have a session playing that lost game. We should do that after the finale. Have like a big oh, post-season three weekend. Stop talking. Oh, sorry. Yes, let's stop talking. Because, he's, he's getting jealous. Uh, what do you think of this, Geeky Tom? It's all right. Okay. You can send your theories to us at lost at sky1.co.uk. Lost at sky1.co.uk. Back to the episode, and we're introduced to a new hatch, the looking glass. Ben is using one of the Dharma stations to block all of the signals off of the island except for ours. What station? They call it the looking glass. The looking glass? Yes, but it's underwater. I have no idea where it is. I believe I do. So... This station, mysterious, spooky, underwater. We've been waiting for an underwater station all series, haven't we? Wasn't there a big talk of there was going to be one right at the start of this series? Because, yeah, I remember, Tom, you had an idea that what was going to be revealed at the beginning of season three was some kind of underwater off-island thing. You did say that, yeah. Tom. That which, yeah. which, you know, yeah, it does smart sound like boy. something I'd say. Smart yeah, yeah, man. Rubbish. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> which you were half right, because the Hydra had bits which were underwater, like, you know, below so, sea level. the station, uh, we're told it's used to block signals. Yeah. Yeah. We also know there's a boy, a sonar boy, out there that they use to... Um, oh, to navigate the things like yeah. the submarine in, to help, to guide it oh, in. Could be, to, it could be attached. Yeah. Why is it underwater? Because Dharma nutters. <laughs> good analysis there. Right? I, know, I, know, good. I don't know. It's cool. It's, <laughs> it's, it's cool. good. It makes a good TV show. Why, surely, okay, you want to stop the signal. Yeah. Instead of diving underwater, cut the cable. I know. Cut the cable. That's an interesting plan, actually. Yeah. That's all you yeah. need to do, one would think. Mm. Uh, was anyone surprised that it, it wasn't flooded and that there were people on there? I kind of saw that one coming, I think. Uh, no, no, I didn't. I, I'm, I'm extremely gutted. I don't, I I don't know TV, what so. I thought, actually. Well, we, I thought Charlie might make it. I thought that yeah. he, might, he might be like close to... Or, or he might come to the surface and then like, Desmond revives him. Like he's, He dies, he partially drowns, does the switch, oh, and then... Charlie's going to die. Charlie is going to really? die. Oh, really? Char- uh, isn't it something like three or five people I've read? It varies. Some people are going to die at the end of, of this series. My money so far is Charlie, uh, Bernard. I see them back, wouldn't it? Oh, poor uh, Bernard. Bernard's dead. He's staying behind. He's going to die. Juliet, I think, might die. Really? Ben, I think, is going to die. There's some big characters on your... Uh, well, yeah, your yeah, yeah, yes, yes, yeah. yes. And uh, that, that'll do for the moment. Tom, yeah. any, any, any takers on that? Who do you think advancement on that? Oh, we, we said this last week. <laughs> but it's a bit boring, just repeating ourselves, but um, yeah, it's probably going to be like, I don't know, um, Locke will, Locke die. will die. Do you want me to say it? Oh, no, stop. I'll say it. No, I'll quiet. No, no stop. No. Stop, go on, say oh, it. Paul. Say it. I need some there. <laughs> Paul, who do you think is going to die? Tom, do you want Locke to die? You keep saying Locke's going to die. Do you I want don't want him to, but I've just got a feeling he might do. And then Positive thinking. Come back to life. Magically. Come back to life, magically. <laughs> really pushing my buttons. Pushing my buttons. Oh, oh, really? Shall I step away? Not in a no, sexual not, way. Not in a sexual way, no. <laughs> Cut him off. Go on, Cut get him out, kick him out of the podcast. Cut him off, go He's on, rubbish. Kick him out, he's rubbish. Uh, who are the two women? Two sexy women <laughs> in an underwater hatch. Mmm. <laughs> I love it. We have a new paradigm and lost. Uh, uh, l- l- uh, credited as Bonnie and Greta in oh, really? the uh, ABC oh. press release. Oh, right. Which I, was, I, <laughs> I was reading <laughs> okay. earlier on today. <laughs> Bonnie and Greta, there we go. Uh, who the hell are Bonnie. they? Dharma leftovers? Are they others? Well, any ideas, Paul? I'm assuming they must be connected to uh, what's what's going on with the other hatches. I don't Cause, know. Because, you know, they, what, what, they'd be a completely different company. That they, would, they don't even 
know about the other hatches. Which would, well, it, which would mean they're Dharma then, as yeah. opposed to others. I think they're Dharma. I think they're absolutely 100% Dharma all the way. So they could be blocking. Ooh, they okay. could be, this, if they're Dharma, it's going to be interesting because that means they could be blocking the signal. They know not why, uh, and they don't realise. But then they must. Oh, okay. Or, so you're saying or, they're doing the whole Marvin Candle thing. They've watched the tape. That's their task. Possibly, they're under yeah. there doing the thing. Or, or they're away. They're keeping the people on the island. Maybe is some when the you know the big button pushing explosion. It would thing. go with the whole two man thing, wouldn't it? Because yeah. you know um, when Kelvin said about the uh, about the Swan Hatch, it's always a two man operation. There's always two people posted yeah. in the hatches, so that would follow through with that. Except That's for cool. their women. So be two women operation. But why, okay, going back to it not being flooded, <laughs> why would Ben lie about that? Because Ben told Juliet that, that something had happened. Because he wanted them to no, go what, down there no, to he, turn it off, basically. No, no, but what if, he thinks, what if he thinks generally thinks it is flooded? Maybe, maybe not. I think he wants Maybe there's something he doesn't even know. I think that's part of He's got no control over that bunker and he wants people oh, in there okay. to do whatever like But then they, they could have taken control of it because they had a submarine. So they could have steamed in there. Do you, you reckon the submarine is like a docked there, uh, as in like Alpert and his team? Yes. But no, in, in this season, as in like when they've, not this, yeah, this season when they brought Juliet here, did they do a stop off there to get stuff and say hello and get some sandwiches and then go to the island? Talk about that. I wasn't listening to a word you said. I was miles away. To do is that your indigestion? Yeah. yeah. Now, Charlie is in the hatch because Desmond has had more of his flashes. Rescue helicopter. On this beach. This island, that's what you saw. We're getting bloody rescued. I thought you were going to tell me I was going to die again. Yeah, Charlie. Wait, what? If you don't, none of it will happen. There won't be any rescue. I'm sorry, brother. But this time, this time you have to die. But Charlie hasn't died. So, no. does this mean that, that Desmond is wrong? I suspect he's got the flash wrong, and that the helicopter he sees picking up Aaron and, and uh, uh, Claire, it isn't going to quite work out like that. Instead of it being a good rescue helicopter, it's an evil capture helicopter. Or did he say it as an encouragement to, for Charlie to do, to do Possibly. it? Possibly. You know. yeah, we don't but know I, what he saw. But I quite like it when Desmond was insinuating that maybe he's reading the flashes wrong as in his his destiny is to always save Charlie because for some reason instead I of think, like letting him die no that's I've, I, 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 that. yeah, I've got like a that. feeling he's playing Charlie again I think he wanted to get hit around the face of that or well okay he gets hit around the head of course the last time we saw him get smacked around the face with uh, some form of bat oh was uh, in his uh, episode was it episode 8 I think uh, where he goes before you yeah yeah well done but we, we still don't quite know what, what the significance of that getting smacked around the, bat, the, the face was by was it a cricket bat yeah yeah it seemed to it seemed to snap him back into normal reality, well, normal reality, lost reality. So is, Island reality. It, uh, could we look forward to Desmond going, in inverted commas, back in time next week as a result of being smacked That'd in the face cool. this time? That'd Maybe it's cool. going to set him off on another little jump. <laughs> Maybe that's, that's his trigger, getting hit in the and face. That's rubbish. Well, <laughs> get hit in the face, go back Wet in time. kipper, rock, bat. <laughs> Desmond goes back in time to random events. Uh, now, Charlie's flashbacks, nice. I really like the Not- Charlie stuff this episode. No, I, I, I felt a bit of, you know, emotional... Moment, you know it was, what? It was really moving. I, I agree. I know we good stuff. We were chatting about it, and I know you really want him to die. And I've said, I really want him to die too. Yeah, I would feel a bit. I yeah, well, Dom- I think Dominic Monaghan rocked this episode completely, and it was really like 
Uh, you know the episodes where we've seen the actor completely own the flashbacks and own yeah. the scene. He oh, he was brilliant. Absolutely, he, brilliant. He, he owned it because he had something to do this week. No, no, it, it was all, he has all little detailed moments. But he's acting. he's going to sacrifice his life. I, I thought the flashbacks they were all right. They didn't really add anything. Common Garden. To the, well, it was. <laughs> they got the said, front, It was it was one of the better London. Yeah, um, they got the front recreations. Common Garden. It's, oh, you're staring at it, going, "That's kind of like Common Conversation." But I liked all the flashback beats were all related to what he was obviously writing down, but also related. to Events on the island. I like it when they they glue them all together. It was the girl who the girl who he, he uh, saved from the mugging was Nadia. Yeah, Side very cool. Been, very been, cool. Uh, Locks met her as well. I thought she was the way she was talking seemed a little bit too knowing in a kind of these people in was, who's been placed to direct people. I was in a thinking certain, time, time. She seemed a little getting, bit. Well, Tom's, Tom's Tom's thinking time is shaking as I he know, speaks. What's, what's wrong? The, the, just the ring. You know how the ring like. Gets oh, he's passed. been. A, he's a ring bearer again. I just, just thought that the ring. Yeah. yeah, gets passed down from father to son. Yeah. Maybe there's some crazy time loop that so that um, Charlie's always got to go to the islands and kind of push this button, and the ring is the kind of goes round and he'll go back in time and give it to like. Well, he, maybe he's his own dad. That's as rubbish as the freaks that phone us up on the you last know, line. You, you That's know my awful. whole like, ring of protection thing, right, Jake? What no, was that? No, just no, like, he's his own father type thing. No, um, it's in the end of Red, Red Dwarf. Where so I'm going to stop you there. You, you brought up Red Dwarf. It's not funny. It's not clever. It it's rubbish. Good. It never did. It's awful. <laughs> oh, you did British. It's awful. You're not British, are you? It's awful. Red Dwarf is awful. Oh, Smeg this. Smeg that. Oh, Smeg. Oh, Smeg, Smeg. Oh, there's a cat. Oh, Smeg. Rubbish. Rubbish. Crap. <laughs> it's not science fiction. It's not comedy. It's awful. Now, the busking scene. is. It looks similar to the scene where he bumps into Desmond the, in uh, Desmond's well, maybe. Uh, yeah, maybe it was supposed... I don't know. I mean, it wasn't it, quite it, the same location. It was a similar location, but it wasn't the, the same. It could have been. To, it could have been sort of shortly after that, and then just a downpour. Or something that's like what I think. I think it would have been. Like could have we'd seen Des- It looked like it was linked because he was kind of was doing the same song. Was yes. doing Wonderwall, yeah. wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah, and it started raining. It did. Oh well done. Yeah, I've forgotten that it did start raining. So yeah. Now, very exciting. Earlier on this week, we sent our very own Paul Terry to a top-secret London location to chat with Marsha Thomason, who plays the mysterious parachute woman Naomi. And we found out she's got a thing for Sawyer. Mm. Marsha, welcome to the Lost Initiative in Sky One. We should start talking about the languages, I think, because the first time we really see your character, Naomi, there's a lot of babble that comes out in, like, a thousand different languages. Yeah. Um... Can you talk a little bit about how you dealt with that challenge? And Very badly. <laughs> no, it was funny. I hadn't, when I first, um, like, they called me with my flight arrangements and where I'd be staying and all of that, and I was like, could I please see a script? <laughs> they were like, yeah, uh, we don't have one yet, but you will be speaking Chinese, Portuguese, Spanish. I just didn't do it. I speak Italian. I did. did as well. Oh. And I was like, so what? Because what? I only speak English bit of French you know anyway so but they gave me um they gave me CDs of of, um the phonetics they wrote it down phonetically for me and they had a a dialect coach you know say it very slowly for me and can you remember can you remember anything about like a specific line which I can remember saying Chula Shem Wusha which is Chinese and the worst Chinese accent you've ever heard. <laughs> and I actually studied Russian for two years because there was a free trip to Rus- to, to Leningrad, as it was called at the time, um, with a boys' school. I went to an all-girls school, so I took Russian. And all I can say is, Do svidanya, strasvitsye, spasibo, and minyezavu, Marsha. So you're a fan of the show. You were a fan of Lost before Huge you... Huge fan, yes. Can you uh, talk a little bit about the first time you saw Lost? Like, was it the pilot episode or was it a few episodes in? Your first Ooh. reaction to Lost? I mean, I'm... I'm 
I'm getting old, so casting my mind back. I, d- I know I definitely saw the pilot because I'm friends with Dominic and I wanted to see what it is that he was doing. And of course, I had no idea at the time it was going to become such a phenomenon. So, um, you know, I just watched the show and I really, really liked it. And, and then it? I just continued to watch it and just loved it. I mean, people were crazy about it within minutes. Yeah, it was quite mad. And I was one of them. <laughs> and what did you think of, of, of your friend Dominic's character, of Charlie? I thought it was great because there's so much of, of Dom in Charlie. You know, he's, he loves music and, you know, the whole the nail polish and, you know, yeah, yeah. the band-aids and all that. I could just see Dom all over it. I loved it. And Charlie's character has, you know, well, f- helps find Naomi in, in the jungle with, um, with Desmond. I was really nervous, actually, because um, I've always been with a show, you know, from, from the beginning. And so this was the first time I was joining something. You know, they've been working together for two and a half years. And... I just, I didn't know whether I was going to fit in or, you know. And so I was really happy that my first scene was with Dom and with Jorge and DDK and with Ian. And they were so welcoming and just so lovely. And it was great. I mean, I was playing Scrabble with them within, you know, an hour. (laughs) We we had an ongoing game of of Scrabble that whole week that we were doing that. I was lay in the mud. It rained the whole week. And everybody, like my first day, it was raining. I was just head to toe in black in a, in a flying suit with a helmet and a mask that, I mean, I literally couldn't breathe. It was just awful in 90 degree heat. They were like, welcome to Lost. <laughs> <laughs> I'd totally been christened. And uh, there was a bit of sort of previous history with the show with auditioning for other characters. Yes. Um, with, uh, with Nikki. Um, if you could play any other character, including a male character, just for the fact that the character on, on Lost, what would you like to do if it wasn't Naomi? Just a character on the show that you really love, you think, oh, in another lifetime, even in another parallel dimension, I'd love to get my teeth into that role. Sawyer. Really? Why Sawyer? He's just the best. <laughs> you want the lines? You want He's the He's such rings? an idiot, <laughs> but so brilliant. He's angry. For what? Selfish. Why? Sexy. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just everything. Such a great role. <gasps> and that episode where he kills Locke's dad. Yeah. Amazing. It was so good. Josh really brought it home. He nailed it. It was great to see him do that. Because, you know, he gets to do a lot of the fun, kind of comedy brooding stuff. But this was really dark. It was great. Yeah. And he's known for his catchphrases. So if he could give a catchphrase... And by the way, Josh Naomi. has catchphrases too. Oh, he really? Me, what did he call me? It was something about my... They kept talking about how pink my lips were, right? <laughs> Which is kind of a bit rude. But they weren't... I mean, whatever. They weren't talking, they were talking about my face. Yeah. But then they kept saying, like, they would make... It was a note from up above, you know, from the powers that be, that they needed to, like, darken my lips a bit because I just looked too, you know, healthy or yeah. something. So what did he keep calling me? Pinky or something. He's got nicknames for everybody. Oh, as in the, the actors Josh as well does, as the yeah. characters? Josh does, yeah. It's pretty funny. Right, right. And he can, Pinky's not right. I can't believe I've forgotten that. It'll come back to me. And what about your character? Do you think he'll form a, a catchphrase? Has he, he used a catchphrase on Naomi yet? Or no. He's not. What would you think he would call I didn't him? even. I didn't really have any scenes with him, actually. No. We were in one scene together, but everybody was in the scene. What would he call her? I don't know. Right now, she's so shrouded in mystery, I still don't really know who she is. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Mystery girl. Yeah, that's rubbish. <laughs> <It's> rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> He'd probably call you another British catchphrase like he uses for, for Dominic. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. 
uh, any other characters which you'd like to your some dream scenes maybe Sawyer who you'd like to have some more scenes with I'm going to stop talking about Sawyer <laughs> I would love to have some scenes with Locke oh, I yeah. think he's great yeah. and Terry's such a lovely man he's my favourite oh, yeah. I love him and he's so handsome he, uh, he's, his eyes are just so beautiful he's a lovely person and I love working with Naveen as well Watching Naveen transform from Naveen to Saeed is really quite something. And one of my first big scenes, because I spent most of, you know, my first two weeks on the job, three weeks maybe, on my back in the mud. Yeah. So when I finally got off my back in the mud and was on my back in a tent um, and actually had a scene, it was with Naveen. I was really nervous about it. And Naveen's really funny and, and chirpy and and daft and I knew his whole life story literally within half an hour of knowing him <laughs> and then he transforms into Saeed and it's just brilliant and there was a moment where I thought as we were doing the scene and I never do this I've worked with a lot of very famous people and I there was a moment where I was like I'm in a scene with Saeed that's pretty cool and then we had to cut because I've ruined the take <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much for thank your you time, Marcia, and see You're you welcome. soon thank you what was she like then? A nice, Fabulous. nice lady? Fabulous. Lovely lady. Very, very chatty and very funny. Okay, well, th- well thanks for going out and doing that. I do appreciate it. Oh, it's my pleasure. Uh, I know Tom's a little bit jealous. It's tough, isn't it? Well... Uh, and yeah. thanks to Marsha uh, for catching up with us at the Lost Initiative. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we, have, we, we have got no more time for fun because that's the end, I'm afraid. What? What? Uh, what? That's really quick. Well... Because your interview filled out most of it. It means we, less of me. Never mind, the fans aren't that. Oh, well, so, you know. Uh, Paul, uh, can you do the episode in uh, uh, one syllable? What? <laughs> <laughs> mm. Geeky Tom, one syllable, sum up the episode? Mm. There's a moo. I don't know. It's, it's a cow impression. Hey, very exciting. It's the it's the end of the series next week. I'm, uh, how, what am I going to do with that for six months? It's a double episode finale. Two whole hours of Lost next Sunday on Sky One at 10pm. Join us again next week right after the finale Through the Looking Glass has been on the telly. I'm Ian Lee and until then, Namaste. The Lost Initiative is a co-ink production for Sky One. We're going to blow them all to hell.